You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today. Listen, we're going to talk a little bit about Formula One, NFL and the NBA, but Danny, right into Formula One and where Formula One was here in the States this past weekend, uh, here in Vegas, and oh boy, what a show, what a spectacle, what drama that this inaugural event had. Uh, first, it started, Danny, with uh, the opening show uh, and where it seemed like everybody was in the show, man. Uh, it was uh, just a sight to behold. The show business was in full effect, man. <laughs> and for those who indicated, I think Max Verstappen indicated this was 99% show, 1% Formula One. Duh. Vegas, man. What do you expect? It's just so capital of the world, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I texted you uh, right at the very beginning here of the initial free practice. And right before the issue happened, I text, this is my favorite race, my favorite track. And the reason why I say that is because all of the lights, the glamour, Mm-hmm. Uh, just after watching the uh, the opening show, going into the next day there of just the free practice, I was just gung ho. I was hyped about it. Yeah. And then it all went kind of downhill on that day, uh, and where man, this car got messed up by a, a, a water hole there, and it just. Uh, basically the whole free practice was delayed, canceled, which it really put a damper on things, especially for those fans who pay good hard-earned money to watch uh, that free practice. And it just uh, didn't go well. And come later to find out there's a class action lawsuit. The show has started off good with the opening show. On track, didn't start off good. But it ended well in that uh, it was a very intriguing race. I mean, cooler temperatures. Teams had to adjust uh, to having their tires warm up or strategize how best to go about doing that. There were virtual uh, safety cars all over the place. Uh, It was just a whole lot happening. (laughs) And, And I just think that this race had so much uh in, in it. I mean you could pass over pass. I mean it was a great race. It was very intriguing. It's just unfortunate that things started off the way it did mm-hmm. on the track. Uh but it ended well to a point where there was um a overtake at the last lap there by um uh Ferrari to get into the second place there. So I mean it was it was good overall man. Uh what say you Danny about Formula One? With all the rain it was like, uh-oh, here we go. You're talking about putting a damper on things. 
and everyone was complaining online, which, you know, it's one of those things, man, that the weather came in and did what it had to do and it impacted the actual whole event. So it's similar to you think about golf too, right? If there's, there's weather, it object, you know, when they do their practice rounds and things, because that's usually when it's a little cheaper where people can bring their kids and everything too. Um, but the actual race itself and like seeing like all the buildings and the setting was so cool, but you could see a lot of dudes sliding out and Perez was actually rolling at first and Verstappen kept, Verstappen was hanging in fifth for a while and he eases cause he had a, he had a penalty five second penalty but he eased his way back in and Leclerc and Perez were kind of battling. And then all of a sudden Verstappen came out of nowhere. <laughs> it took overtook both of them. And then Perez was fighting with Leclerc. And like you mentioned, Leclerc ended up pulling out for Ferrari in the second place. But uh, overall, the race was pretty cool. It was late as all get out, way past my bedtime. So I was hurting that next morning. All in all, I thought it was a great event uh, from the race perspective. And Verstappen did it again. Yeah, he, he does it again, man. And, you know, sometimes I think it's sometimes the way he goes about doing it. But, I mean, Rambo just has a superior car mm-hmm. uh, this year. Um, there's no getting around it. Um, they are by far uh, going to win or have already won the Constructors' Cup uh, and all. Uh, that's a given. Um, but what's not given going into the last race here is between Mercedes and Ferrari uh, for a second um, in the Constructors' Cup. Uh, Verstappen's already won the uh, World Championship at this point. Sergio is second. Lewis Hamilton rounds out third place. At one point, there was, um, you know, the opportunity there for a challenge at second place uh, Lewis Hamilton, but uh, I think this last race, that kind of put him out uh, in Dahl. But still, a, a, a decent season uh, if you're a Max, if you're just an F1 fan, in my opinion. Um, if you're a Max Verstappen fan or a Red Bull fan, this has been an excellent season for you. I don't know. I still have some feelings about what went down uh, in Abu Dhabi. I, I still say Lewis Hamilton should be an eight-time world champion. Uh, I will stick to that wholeheartedly. And um, but nonetheless, man, this this Formula One race in Vegas was was uh, pretty good, and I can see they can make some improvements upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be the premier. Uh, event honestly uh, here in the states uh, or really uh, compete against Miami so uh, we'll see where we go from there uh, and now getting on to uh, the NFL where uh, a couple games I want to highlight uh, definitely want to highlight that Monday night game man between Philly and man Kansas City what a game uh, Philly comes back to win it uh, blanking the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half. And Kansas City has a problem scoring in the second half, man. Uh, let's just be real. I think they only average about five, six points a game. 
uh, in the second half. That's not going to cut it. Uh, and Philly just comes back on them. Now, Kansas City had a, a great opportunity here. Valdez Scantling drops uh, a sure-end touchdown pass to basically win it for Kansas City. Uh, he drops it in the fourth quarter in their last drive. Uh, and this drop passes in general by the Kansas City receivers have been, uh, man, pivotal uh, in games. Even though they were 7-2 and two going into yesterday's game, uh, well, those drop passes made them seven to three. Uh, and uh, but kudos to Philly for sticking it out. Uh, they go nine and one, and they lead in the NFC. What say you, Danny, about this game? Jason, there was also another critical drop pass. There are a lot of drop passes by the Chiefs, but also at the end on the fourth down, Mahomes put it right on Justin Watson. And it went straight through his hands. When you see someone like Mahomes and how he put the ball right on him like that and they drop it, I know it was it, it was raining, but these gloves, man, it's not like you out there barehanded, right? You have these gloves that are there for a reason. I know you can't use stick them anymore, but you need something, man, because – and this was this surprised me about Kansas City too about not going to get somebody at the trade deadline to help that receiving core because they don't they have Kelsey and Kelsey's not himself right now cuz he had a fumble last night um which was uncharacteristic it was a great play by the defense to punch it out but he's just and he's older too you got to think about that too Travis Kelsey's had a long career so I would have thought they would have brought somebody in to give Mahomes some help so I think the other thing, too, from the Kansas City perspective is the offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy. Eric Bieniemy's not there anymore. Matt Nagy, we've seen what he did in Chicago, and now we see what he's doing to Kansas City. That <laughs> offense is terrible. I'm sorry. And on the Eagles' side of the ball, man, if I, I see one more clip of A.J. Brown screaming at Jalen Hurts, I'm like, all right, man. Because <laughs> he, he had one for eight. And, you know, A.J. Brown's been on this hot streak. But sometimes, man, you just got to let the others, because Devontae Smith was having a great game. It's like, why make a spectacle unless there's something else going on that we're not privy to? But let some other people get some shine. We know who you are, We because that can end up coming back to haunt them. Jalen Hurts seems like he's an Evie kill dude, and he kind of brushed it off, and they ended up coming back and winning. But it's one of those things where it's like, come on, man, you're 9-1. and one. It'll be different if you're one and nine, you're playing in Carolina, you're playing with the Philadelphia Eagles and you have a great shot at the Super Bowl. Why sit there and make these spectacles on the sideline? Take that stuff behind the scenes if you're going to do it. Keep it out of, you know, the limelight. But the Eagles come back and do what they did. But it was it was one of those games where defenses played well. It was just some unfortunate mistakes by the Kansas City Chiefs when it ended up costing them at the end, which is, it should have been a game they won. And Danny, one other game I want to highlight here is the Green Bay Packers prevailing here against the Los Angeles Chargers, 23 to 20, uh, in where Jordan Love throws for 322 yards. I believe this is the first 300 plus yard game. Uh, two touchdowns uh, against Justin Herbert, who threw two touchdowns as well, but for only uh, 260 yards. Uh, Green Bay pulls this out, man. And 
I would say it was been a it was a team win all the way around. Uh, I think if you open the playbook up, where have you heard this before, Danny? You open the playbook up, things can happen. And I think that is exactly what happened with the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. I uh, saw a lot of great passes. Uh, I saw, I mean, the Green Bay Packers, we have some weapons, Danny, and it's just like you have the likes of Wicks, you have Dobbs, you have Reed. I mean, you have Christian Watson. You have a plethora of weapons. It's just a matter of how you go about using them. Jordan Love has a good game. We'll see how this goes, see how this uh, translates into, yes, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day against the Detroit Lions. We'll see if this carries over. That's going to be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Short week, Thanksgiving, Lions are doing well. It's going to be interesting. What say you, Danny, about this NFL week? Well, Jason, I would first like to say we just coming off talking about people dropping the ball. The Chargers also had the case of the drops. <laughs> Keenan Allen dropped two passes you know and he kept pointing at his face like it was the sun mm-hmm. which they were directed at the sun because that one he was in the end zone i'm like that's a surefire touchdown and he dropped it and then quinn johnson at the end of the game y'all better send that brother a thank you note because he, <laughs> he had he was he, i don't know if you didn't see the game Justin Herbert put it on him. This was at the. It was like fifty some seconds left in the game, and the Chargers were down three, and he Justin Herbert put a ball on him, in his hands. He dropped it. I, it came went through his hands, hit his knee, and then the game was pretty much over. It was a comedy of errors, and it was funny because I made the comment to the person I was watching the game with. I was like, "My Falcons are off this week." But I get to see my AFC brethren, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, who are the Falcons of the AFC, lose in the fashion that we would lose in. So it was not like we were on a bye at all. Pitiful loss by the Chargers. Brandon Staley, I don't know how he still has a job, but it's time for him to go. And, uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see a game on Thanksgiving. And then also, since my boys were on bye, we come back against the Saints. Uh, on Sunday. So it's a big game for us because that's for first place and Ritter's starting. And we can see what adjustments Arthur Smith has made after all the ridicule he's been under, under since these last three games they've blown. So I'm very curious to see how they play and they need this game against the Saints. Now, Danny, also the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics face off tomorrow. Uh, we've been wanting this game. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Brown's going to play, but this is still going to be an interesting game. We want to see how things shape up, line up. Uh, it's going to be interesting seeing Drew go against his uh, former teammates who he won a world championship with. The Bucks have been playing a lot better, especially now that Jay Crowder is out. I think it has shortened their uh, rotation. Uh, Bo Champ, I think, has been uh, out with the ankle injury. Uh, and so I think it's short in their rotation. I think they're starting to kind of gel a little bit here. And I think they'll improve. Uh, Middleton, I think, if he increases his minutes and everything, uh, I think he, he'll be better for it. Uh, the team would be better for it. 
but this is going to be an interesting game against the Celtics. What say you, Danny, about the NBA? Jason, I said this on our last show. Winning streaks can help, you know, alleviate some problem and problems. And they're on a five-game winning streak since we talked. <laughs> and it's interesting because Giannis was out um uh, some of those games and Dame was the feature, especially the game, I believe it was Toronto, where uh he was the feature. And it, it looked like it changed some things the way Dame's been playing since that game for him. And they just seem more cohesive the way they're playing right now. I don't know. It, you know, winning does that sometimes. But it, this will be an interesting game because Boston's coming off a bad loss yesterday to Charlotte where they went to ov- overtime, actually. Uh, so they, they'll they have some get back here on against the Bucks. It'll be a feature game. And yes, we'll definitely want to see how this one plays out. I'm hoping Jalen Brown plays so they have the full complement of players so we can actually see what's going on. Their in-season tournament game coming up against the Miami Heat next Tuesday. And the Miami Heat are actually turning some things around now too. And it's very interesting because Tyler Hero is hurt. And ever since, you know, it's a pure coincidence, but now they're they're on a winning streak. So I'm just looking forward to the game, and I just hope the Bucs can go ahead and keep this winning streak going. And now take some pressure off Adrian Griffin as well, because that's where I think now that they've been winning, you haven't really been talking about him too much, right? So keep him off the spotlight. Keep the focus on the Bucs. Giannis is putting up crazy numbers, these video game-type numbers, and just hope he has a, a good performance tomorrow, and they show well, and you can kind of see some things and see where you can make some adjustments against the number one team in the East in Boston. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.